Hello, everybody, and welcome to another emergency broadcast of InfoBlips. My name is John Hings. I am the host of this podcast. Today's date is May the 30th, 2020. If you'd like to contact me, please do so by email. The email address is infoblips at activist.com. That's infoblips at activist.com. I know I promised to do a podcast about my personal experience with the New York Police Department and the New York Port Authority, and I will get to that as a part of. So I've been monitoring the rioting and I've been monitoring the information that's being given out by the mainstream media. I've been online uh, listening to a lot of different other uh, information that I have been receiving. And I know most of you don't want to think about uh, what's going on in America right now. You uh, don't want to be involved in it. You want to just go about your life, uh, watch TV and enjoy yourselves. However, a change in our country, a change in our judicial system is about to happen. And if it doesn't happen, America is going to experience a very difficult future. Look, I'm 63 years old and I'm just gonna be real honest and this is raw. And please excuse the profanity. I'm tired of waiting. I'm not tired of waiting. I'm done waiting. I'm fucking done waiting. I'm 63 years old. I've been watching black men killed for decades and shit hasn't changed. Nothing have changed. So what are we supposed to do? And I wanna make this perfectly clear. The violence that you see, the burning that you see, the buildings and the property destruction that you see, the governors and the police department are reporting they are from out of town. Some of them are from out of the country. These people are anarchists. These people are from a mindset of not having any government at all. These people are white supremacists, and surprise, surprise, all white supremacists are not bigots. Some of them are just anarchists. So, I mean, I've been posting all the information on InfoBlips uh, on Facebook, and so you can follow me there. If you uh, Just all the information I get, I'm, I'm actually posting it and reposting it after I check out and make sure that it's verifiable, factual information. And I have to be honest, some of it was coming so fast, a couple of them I could not check out fully like I normally do uh, with other third-party type um, websites or information that I get from other sources. And my brothers told me people don't like people who think that they have all the information. I don't. I get information. I just do research that most people don't take the time to do. So now we move to the president of the United States. Donald Trump told his mega group that they should come down to the White House to help protect him against the protesters. Then he praised the, the Secret Service for doing a great job, but he also sent subliminal messages to his group. I don't know if they're gonna be here. You know, I just said they might. That's telling them, come, don't disappoint me. Okay, that's, what, that's all it is. Donald Trump is smart. He's not stupid, he's smart. So the Boogaloo Boys answered his call and they're supposed to be in Minneapolis. There are some mega groups supposed to be in uh, Washington tonight and there are, the National Guard has been put on full alert. And now Donald Trump said he was gonna bring down the full weight of the American military. 
And this is what pisses me the hell off. This sorry excuse for an individual doesn't even understand federal law. He doesn't understand the Constitution. He cannot get the military involved in domestic law enforcement duties without Congress's approval. The term is called posse comitatus. So in 1878, Congress has also enacted a number of statutes that authorize the use of land and naval forces to execute their objectives. The Posse Comitatus Act outlaws the willful use of any part of the Army or Air Force to execute the law unless expressly authorized by the Constitution or an act of Congress. So it's going to be interesting to see tonight whether or not the military intervened in a domestic law enforcement action. If they do, we're going to have more problems than we actually have right now. And to a question I asked my military friends and private contractors, which is another story about that. We should never be using private contractors in domestic law enforcement. But anyway, um, I asked them if you are given an order to fire up on American people, would you do it? And none of them answered that question, not one, which is very concerning. See, some of these people get caught up into their military or their contractual agreements and they think that they have a higher purpose other than the purpose of being who they are, especially if they are minorities. So this is more of a serious rant than it really is anything else. I mean, the information here is factual, but it's nothing but a rant. And I, 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 I apologize for that. If that's not what you listen for, I will return back to my normal format later. I'm just angry and I got to get this out of me. Having been a law enforcement officer, I am appalled by the actions of these law enforcement officers that are being violent for no reason. And kneeling on a person's neck for eight minutes and 42 seconds is first degree murder. The intent is you if you kneel on someone's neck, put their whole weight of their body on their neck for eight minutes and 42 seconds, what the hell you think gonna happen? And like I said in yesterday's broadcast, the thing that baked my noodle was that he looked directly into the camera. He didn't change his expression. He didn't try to stop. He just looked back down like, yeah, I'm doing it. What you gonna do? And all the officers there are guilty of murder. Maybe some of them are guilty of third degree murder, but the, the one with his knee on his neck, that's first degree murder. Okay, so tonight is gonna be interesting. And what several um, academian people, academia, should I say, are saying is that this is the uh, turning point. It's the end of a system and the new system has to be fair and it has to be now. We can't wait for another 10 years. We can't wait for another five years. We cannot wait for another year or two years. This has to occur now. Now, I believe we need a roadmap. I believe we need, I believe we need a national strategy. Um, where all of us come together, create an agenda, and start state-by-state state movements collectively, all together collectively. So Bill Barr, the uh, puppet of Donald Trump that runs the um, Department of Justice now, he put out a news conference saying that left-wing uh, antagonizers, Antifa, are there in Minneapolis causing problems and that it's a left-wing uh, group that's a problem. So, since he's a white supremacist, of course he's gonna say it's a left-wing group. It is not a left-wing group. Antifa is not a left-wing group. 
Modern Antifa politics can be traced back to the opposition to the infiltration of Britain's punk scene by white power skinheads in the 1970 and 1980s and emerges of neo-Nazism in Germany following the fall of the Berlin Wall. Young leftists, including anarchists and punk fans, reviewed the practices of the street-level anti-fascism. Um, the communist Peter Beinhardt writes that in the 80s, the left-wing punk fans in the United States began following suit. Although they initially in the United States called their group the Anti-Racist Action, A-R-A, on the theory of that Americans would be more familiar with fighting racism than fascism. So Antifa is a global group that is, they are anarchists. So I'm gonna look at it statistically, okay? Black people are much more likely to be shot by police than their white peers. An analyst of the available FBI data by Dara Lind, created for Vox, found that United States police kill black people at a disproportionate rate. Black people accounted for 31% of police killing victims in 2012, even though they are 13% of the United States population. Although the data is incomplete because it is based on a voluntary reports from police department agencies around the country. It highlights the vast disparity in how police forces are used. These disparities in police use of force reflect the widespread racial inequities across the entire country, the criminal justice system that black people are much more likely to be arrested for drugs, even though they are most likely to use, or they're not most likely to use or sell them, and black inmates make up disproportionately the amount of people in prison. So I'm gonna go deeper into that in another uh, podcast that I'll probably be doing tomorrow. This is what I was going to talk about today. However, I'm just too angry and I need to calm down. That's about it. I'm going to play with my grandson, to be honest with you. I need to just calm down because I'm very, very upset. And that's another thing. I have a five-year-old grandson. I refuse to let him grow up in a world where I have to have the talk with him before he goes out at 12 or 13 or 14 years old. This is my grandson. They've been given the talk since my dad was a little boy. My dad gave the talk to me. I gave the talk to my daughters. I gave the talk to other people's sons. And now you think I wanna give this same talk to my grandson? Hell no, uh-uh. This is gonna stop and it's gonna change or, well, I'll just leave it at or right now. Hey, I normally say go out and make it a great life, but today I'm just gonna say, be safe, y'all. Be seriously safe. Think about your choices. And if you're in a uh, protest and people start getting violent and start destructing property, walk away. Turn around and walk away. They have to be left alone so the police can deal with them because they all know that these guys are out there. So let the police deal with them, walk away, and don't be involved in these late night type of protests. You know it's gonna be nothing but trouble, all right? So thanks a lot, guys. God bless each and every one of you, and be safe, people. All right, I'm out.